Charlia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and am daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. It is so wonderful to have you here. I hope you've had a week. I hope you had a week. I hope you had a week full of some funny moments, full of some laughter, full of some conversations where you had the ability to learn and grow and learn more about yourself and the people in your life. Hope you had some circumstances that challenged you and pushed you out of your comfort zone. And I hope you had some circumstances where you felt really proud of yourself for everything that you've done or for even just waking up and getting out of bed each day because you deserve a round of applause, a round of an applause for that too, a round of applause. Anyway, this week's episode is obviously not a future me episode, but I think while we also prepare for the job that we might want in the future, it's really important, as I've said in most episodes, to work on who you are because that is the one thing that remains constant all of your life. So there'll be more Future Me episodes the next few weeks. I'm really, really excited to talk to a social worker and an occupational therapist soon. I'm looking forward to those ones as well. So stay tuned for those, but I hope you enjoy this episode. It's all about trusting yourself, learning to build resilience, and some really good quotes from a book that I've loved recently, Man's Search for Meaning, which I think that you might like as well. So to begin with, I guess I kind of mentioned this, how everywhere you go in life, you are the one constant. So I created an Instagram post about this recently and discussed how the only thing we have in life that remains constant in each situation in ourselves, and that that is the only thing that we can trust in every situation. Okay, hey, this is future Talia sitting here editing the podcast, and I just feel like I need to add and want to add that that actually all sounds a bit conceited or very independent. And whilst I do still think that you are the only thing that remains consistent in your life, because obviously if you move countries, whatever, you're not always going to have someone else beside you. And for me, my family is amazing and they offer me so much support. But at the end of the day, they're only there when I get home. Like I'm whatever. I go to work by myself, school by myself. I'm the consistent factor in those. Also, the other really consistent and important factor And the one thing that I believe is actually the only thing I can trust always is God. And my faith is really important to me and I've never hidden that. And I think that, yeah, that's the one consistent and the one factor that I can trust every, all of my circumstances. So then applying it to this as well, the more time I spend reading my Bible or in prayer or in Christian communities, strengthening that relationship with God, the more prepared I'm going to be for other situations in my life. Anyway, just wanted to add that in and clarify if people were getting the wrong idea that I don't have support or that I don't believe that God is there for me as well. So yes, back into the episode. Thanks for that little side note. Bye. And I wrote this and I couldn't, wasn't quite happy with the way I worded and wasn't quite, the concept wasn't fully there in my head, but I knew I was onto something and it was something that I was interested in. Because sometimes it can still actually be hard to trust ourselves. And so I was thinking about it more and I went into my mock exams this past week, which are essentially practice exams for my real exams in our education system in Australia. Anyway, and as I was going into these mock exams, I was thinking about how in high school I've studied really hard for each exam I've had, partially because I want to get a good grade. 
but partially because I knew that the more I studied, the more confident I could be going into that exam because I knew that I knew everything possible. And if you know everything there is to know, obviously you can't ever fully know everything. But if you've studied all the content, you're going to be going into that exam way more prepared and way more confident with how you're going to do. And that's why in the past I've studied because I don't, I want to feel confident and I want to feel like I can achieve something in those two hours and that I can feel comfortable in that exam room and I want to set myself up for success in the best way possible. So that helped me then find words for this other concept I was talking about because just like how the more I study for an exam, the more prepared I feel and it's the same with myself. The more I learn and invest and spend time with myself, the more prepared I will be for different circumstances because I have myself in every situation. So the more you study for a test, the more prepared you are for it. And the more you work on yourself, come to know yourself, invest in yourself and the way that you react to situations and learning anxiety triggers or things that make you come alive and passionate or learning things like communication techniques, tech, uh, networking tips and all of these things, the more you learn that, the more prepared you are for any of life's circumstances. The more you feel comfortable holding conversations, the more you'll feel prepared to walk into a room full of strangers because you trust yourself, you trust your ability to hold conversations that you've learnt and practiced throughout the years. Really famous book that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, who is a psychologist, sociologist, but he's also a Holocaust survivor. And his book, to be honest, I actually didn't love it as much as what everybody hyped it up to be, but he had a few interesting concepts and a few quotes that I love and want to share. So when someone was talking to him about his life and the meaning of it, and if he wished he if he had any regrets and if he wished he hadn't had to live through the trauma and the difficulties, he said, instead of possibilities, I have realities in my past, not only the reality of work done and of love loved, but of sufferings bravely suffered. These sufferings are even the things of which I am most proud, though these are things which cannot inspire envy. I love that instead of possibilities, I have realities in my past of love loved and sufferings suffered. And I feel like that's just such a beautiful way of summing life up. And you don't have to have regrets or regrets about different opportunities that you passed up, maybe because in every situation, it's about the love that you loved and the sufferings that you suffered and the work that you did. And you have realities and memories. So you don't need to hypothesize or theorize or regret or wish different things because your reality was beautiful and it was impactful. And even the sufferings in your life, they're not things to be ashamed of or they're not your weaknesses, but that's actually where you people see your strength. And even though, like he said, sufferings do not incite envy, which I guess is an interesting way of thinking about success. A lot of people might want, they might see success as a fancy car because that invokes envy, but actually surviving something and suffering through something bravely is the thing to be most proud of. And that won't incite envy, which was just really interesting. Anyway, and there was another quote in this book that again, I love this. He said, don't aim at success. The more you aim at it and make it a target, the more you are going to miss it. For success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must ensue, and it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's dedication to a cause greater than oneself, or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. 
Happiness must happen, and the same holds for success. You have to let it happen by not caring about it. I want you to listen to what your conscious commands you to do and go on to carry it out in the best of your abilities. Beautiful. And of course, I love that idea of success because success is like the most interesting word to me now. I just want to know everything about it. And everyone I meet, I want to ask them, what is your idea of success? What does success mean for you? I was asked to film a video for my school recently to show the grade below us uh, some advice and study tips. It was called study, stress and success. So what's my favorite study tip? How do I manage stress and how do I achieve how do I achieve success? And my answer for how do I achieve success was I feel like to achieve success, the most important step is actually knowing what success means for you. And I think that's the step that gets left out the most because if you think that success means, again, getting the fanciest car, then if you achieve that, but it was never actually what success meant for you in the first place, then you actually haven't achieved success. Again, like how can you aim for a moving target is that kind of objective. So you need to know what your target is first. What does success mean for you? And then you can actually achieve it. Anyway, so it is no secret and I never want it to be a secret and I don't think it's at all something people should be ashamed of. In fact, I think everyone should have it a psychologist, but I have been seeing a psychologist this year and it has been amazing, especially my session last week. I finally felt loose ends were starting to get tied together and I started to make connections and links with myself and my personality that I hadn't thought I would be able to make before. And so my psychologist was talking about a three-step resilience building strategy with me. So I just want to talk about that with you. And obviously, I'm not a psychologist. So what I'm saying is just like I wrote notes from what she said and what I took away from it. I'm now sharing with you. So I don't know. Don't look at it as science, but it's something to think about. She said the first step is identify stress triggers. So awareness will help you with balance and helping you be prepared for situations. And also it means that you can plan in advance to decrease stress. So she's talking about what can you control? If you know, for example, that speaking on assembly is going to be a stress trigger, then you can be more prepared for it. You can possibly come up with a plan that will help minimize it. And it will also help you realize what is or isn't in your control. And you can let go of what isn't in your control and help plan and minimize the stress of the things that are in your control. And then step two was focusing on dealing with negative thoughts and recognizing that the reason you feel anxious is because your body's trying to protect you from something that you that it thinks is a big deal or really scary and threatening. So recognize that it's trying to protect you. So you need to acknowledge it and say, yes, I feel this way. Yes, this situation is scary. Yes, talking on assembly is scary. Yes, I'm going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation with my boss, whatever. Yes, this is whatever. But maybe it won't be that bad, but maybe it'll be good. So yes, it will be scary, but maybe I'll learn something. Yes, it'll be terrifying, but maybe I'll grow. Or even she was saying it doesn't have to be super positive. It can just be neutral, which I think has been a huge thing for me this year. One day I might wake up and just feel gross and not in the mood, but I almost tried to ignore it. And I was like, no, Talia, think of three positive things, be grateful, put on a great song, be positive, yada, yada, yada. But in doing so, I almost just felt worse and worse and worse because I wasn't acknowledging that I felt bad. So it's only been in the last few weeks when if I wake up and feel bad, instead of trying to ignore that and crowd it out with positive things, I'm like, yeah, today I feel terrible. 
but I'm still going to go to school. I'm still going to do my best. I'm still going to learn something. And the second I actually acknowledge that bad thing, I can move on then. And the day ends up being way better than if I just tried to pretend I felt good and tried to force myself into feeling good. And so I liked that she identified that as well. So the first step, identify stress triggers. Number two, focus on dealing with negative thoughts. And number three, even if you feel gross or whatever, allow yourself to create space for positive emotions. So create, make a activity list of fun things. So whenever a joy list, she called it. So whenever you're feeling stressed, you can whip out this list and choose one of those things to do. And it'll help you feel more calm and just feel better. And it also means that in amongst the stress or anxiety, you can still create intentionally little moments to be happy. And it reminded me, there is this wonderful human on Instagram called Ellie Breeden. And she does 5am challenges and I've shared about a bit about her before, but you should definitely follow her. She was sharing on her story the other day. She's like, the system is rigged. It's so unfair because to do, to feel happy and get good endorphins and do all these things, like to do a workout or spend time with a friend, all these activities that make you feel happy. She's like, you need to have, be happy and have good emotions and have energy and have endorphins to be able to do the activities that have endorphins and make you happy and good vibes and all of this she's like that is rigged she's like it's like if you were a car and you ran out of petrol and you had to drive to the petrol station to get petrol but you can't drive there if you don't have any petrol to begin with she's like so how are people supposed to do anything and I was like that is so true and it is really really hard and so I just want to acknowledge if you feel like you are out of petrol that that or gas if you're not in Australia that is really hard and that is so fair enough to feel like it's hard to do anything to make you feel better. When you don't have any good endorphins or happy energy or anything like that, it is so hard to do the things to give you those energy. And I was talking to my psychologist about this and she goes, well, maybe instead of driving, you have to walk or maybe you crawl. And then I was talking to my sister and she said, well, maybe that's when you get people to push the car to the petrol station and... That is true. So I hope if you are feeling like that, you have people in your life that can push you or maybe it's time to think about crawling your way there as well. Throughout the week, I made the conscious effort and intentional decision to take myself out on another little self-date and also just to change up my work environment. So I went to a cafe near where I live and spent a few hours there studying, but also I chose to spend some time just dreaming, thinking about my future, thinking about the things that I want to achieve in my life, but particularly things that I want to do with this podcast and yeah, things I want to do surrounding this because I am loving recording these episodes. I'm loving the podcast and I just feel like it actually suits a lot of my skills and I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it's exciting that when you do something you're passionate about, it's so cool to see all of those aspects of your life coming together. And this is just what I want to encourage you in as well. I began this podcast not knowing if it would lead anywhere, not knowing if I would continue it for this long, but just because it was something I was interested in. And the more I'm doing it, the more I'm meeting amazing people, the more I'm becoming passionate about it, the more I'm realizing how suited it is to my skills and the more I'm just loving it. And I still don't know if this will lead anywhere. I don't know if this will lead to anything. But if it's something you're enjoying, then keep on doing it because it's going to be in a field or in a career or give you experience for something that you do want to eventually do. I remember talking to someone when I was doing my subject selections in for grade 11 and 12 
And they said, if you don't enjoy chemistry, don't choose chemistry because it's not going to be part of your future. Everyone kept on saying, have a wide range of subjects or do chemistry, do physics just to keep your options open for when you graduate and go to university. They're like, but if you don't enjoy it, then you don't want it to be an option. And that just made so much sense. But for some reason, it was really groundbreaking because I was like, oh, yeah, if I don't don't do a hard math just to say you do a hard math and to keep your options open, because if you don't enjoy maths, then it's not an option that you're going to want to take when you're older. So there's no point doing it now because it won't help you when you're older. And it's the same thing about doing this podcast. I don't know if it will lead anywhere. I like there's no guarantee for anything. But if I'm enjoying it, if I enjoy talking, if I enjoy creating content, if I enjoy community building, then that will be a part of my future career, my future way to make money in life. Regardless of what that looks like, the skills I'm learning from this will benefit that. So for you, do that thing you're passionate about even if it doesn't necessarily make sense or even if it doesn't seem like it's going to lead anywhere, it will teach you skills and connect you with the people in the sphere, in the world, in the community that you do want to be a part of. So why not do it? Like, why can't you achieve your dreams? Why can't you do something fun? Why can't you do what you're passionate about for your life and for your career and for the way you make money? Yeah, who who says no? Like Selena Gomez's song, who says who says you're not perfect? Who says you're not worth it? Who says you're not the only one that's hurting? Trust me, that's the price of beauty. Don't know the rest of the lyrics, but just who says you can't do it? And if it's people in your life that you consider close to you, maybe you should stop considering them close to you because you deserve to go after your dreams and to chase them. And I really believe that if you put enough work in, and you stay persistent and creative about how you go after that dream, that you can achieve it because why Why not? And I also know that that's a privileged thing to be able to say because I'm not fighting for an education. I'm not fighting to be able to work at all. Um, I know in some, in a lot of countries, women can't get education or women aren't allowed to work. And so it's a privilege for me as women to be able to say, not only can I get an education, not only can I work, but I also have the ability and the option and the opportunity to fight for my dream job. That is actually a real privilege. And I think then if you have that privilege, you should use it. Like, yeah, because so many women would be like, why wouldn't you do that? I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but I just think go after your dreams because you have the opportunity to and it's your life. No one is going to fight for your dreams for you. No one is going to fight for your happiness for you because why would they? Half the time, they don't even fight for their own happiness. So if you want to be happy, if you want to be healthy, that is 100% up to you completely and fully and you can achieve those things if you define them correctly and if you are creative and work hard. And yeah, I'm actually so passionate about this. I didn't even know I was going to end up talking about this, but it's just something that I am so passionate about. And I just wish that people people knew that they could do anything, that they were as empowered as they could be. Because again, you are you have everything you need within yourself and you can learn so much in this world so quickly. If you just put a little bit of effort in, get out of your comfort zone, do a little bit explore the areas that you're passionate about because that will turn into something beautiful and you can't predict it you can't know what it's going to be but it's amazing also completely off topic and really random but on that topic of it's a privilege so do it kind of I was thinking about how it is such a privilege to be able to intuitively eat which is this idea of 
eat when you're hungry, eat what you feel like you need because it'll satisfy your body's cravings and desires. And like if you're craving fatty food, it's because your body needs fat, etc. And that is a real privilege to be able to say you can intuitively eat because not only does it mean there's always food around, it means there's most likely the food that you want there to be. And yeah, it's just privilege. So if you have the ability to do that, we should be doing it because it's an honor to even be able to have the ability to think about intuitively eating and to even see that as a reality for our lives. I know that was actually so random, but I think you can take away something from that and there is something to learn from that and maybe you'll apply it to a different situation, but just do that thing. Do that thing, please, for me, for your everybody else and for your kids too. So I hope there was a takeaway in this episode. It was so random, but I feel like there was. Thank you so much for listening. If this was one of your first episodes, welcome to the Good Luck Charlie family. We like growing. We like learning. We like discovering more and finding out a life and a career and a lifestyle and connections and a community and family and everything that ben- that makes us come alive and feel passionate because I think you deserve to feel passionate every morning when you wake up and want to get out of bed and feel excited for the future and obviously there are going to be days that are hard and moments and weeks and maybe even years that are really rough but as a whole I think we can find and discover and create a life that truly makes us come alive so yes I hope you have a next fabulous week this next week let me know your thoughts from this episode follow at goodluck underscore charlie pod on instagram dm me some of your thoughts or any takeaways from this week episode If you have a dream that you want to go after and this encourages you to go after it, let me know. That is amazing. We can keep each other accountable. I can let you in on some of my dreams. And I hope you have a great week. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would be amazing if you left a rating and a review. That really helps me. Really helps me feel encouraged, but also really helps other people find the podcast. If you loved this episode, share the link with one of your besties for the resties. And yeah, that's amazing. So thank you so much for listening and I really hope you have a great week. Bye, you guys. Good luck, Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. Ba-ba-dee-ba-da.